It is your Classic Metal Show right here on the ClassicMetalShow.com. That, of course, is our good friend Nader DePriest with London with Breakout. It's breakout and a virus here. And uh, just before that, we heard some Crocus from the Headhunter release with Stayed Awake All Night for Chris. I'm going to I'm gonna say I don't like Nader anymore just because he called me a faggot. <laughs> yeah, in that well, you better call 911 because of a hate crime. <laughs> Nader the priest hated me. Yeah, Please he, he, he used that. He used a a slur. Yeah, he, he called me the f word. <laughs> <laughs> a slur. A slur. Stop it. Remember, remember oh when it God. used to. Remember when it used to be fun to call people names and shit, and people would like insult each other and. What what did they call that back in the seventies? They were calling it ranking each other. Yeah, ranking, and then it became what hazing. Hazing, wasn't it hazing for a while? Yeah. You know, so it yeah. Now it's just now it's you uh, know it, insulting and bullying. <laughs> bullying. Shut up. You're bullying shit. It used to be a it used to be a challenge to come up with the biggest insult. Yeah, that was it was fun. I mean, they even had TV shows about it. Remember that? Remember that show on MTV? Your mama, it was the your mama joke show. <laughs> exactly. You know, now if you did that, everybody'd be going to jail in Seattle. Yeah. Every contestant on the show would go to jail. Your mama was so fat when she sits around the house. She sits around the house. Yeah, pal. Oh man, that's fat shaming, man. Yeah, man. Nine one one. Oh, people stink now. They, they do. Can't can't have any fun anymore. There's no fun left in the world. Nope. Zero, man. Yeah. Just a big zero. I, I got to go back to uh, Doug Stanhope all the time. Uh, yeah. His no refunds uh, stand up special he did. I can't believe it's been ten years already. But Jeez. he has. He has. Yeah. Two thousand ten. Oh. He he has so many good points, you know. Even though it's stand up comedy, his his comedy had a lot of good commentary to it. And he's just like, he, he goes, you know, um, I can't believe you're playing in such, you know, at such and such a town. They're like twenty five years behind the times. He says, good book me there. I had fun twenty five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> exactly. What you could snort cocaine? That's pure. Sign me up. <laughs> Too good. I had fun 25 years ago. Oh, it's true. It was fun 25 years ago. A lot more fun than now. Yeah. Then he was. I mean, we have. Well, he was talking about, uh, you know, the whole smoking ban thing about, mm -hmm. you know, not being able to smoke inside and at bars and things like that. He goes, he goes, you know, years ago. You know, we could smoke, you know, uh, kids were smoking cigarettes and stuff. But these days, kids drink like a Red Bull for some pep. <laughs> yeah. Drink a Red Bull, you know, vape. They mix in a vape here and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest uh, risk these kids take is to have some kind of a fist fight on a message board. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, we used to snort coke off a of, off the titties of whores and stuff <laughs> <laughs> he goes are the old folks home are going to be uh what would he say something like uh the opposite he goes you know the kids the kids these days they're so deviant but now it's the opposite effect where the kids these days are such they're such pussies that the deviant behavior that that we exhibited 25 years ago was 10 times worse than what they do today yeah it, it is so true man it, it really is so true and i hate becoming the old guy don't you hate that now we're the we're the guys that are, that that say back in my day that we lead with that shit but we have to because back in the current day or you know here in the current day is awful yeah who the f wants to talk about that yeah there's nothing here in the you know, what are you going to say? Here in the current day, I laughed at a meme. Here in the current day, I got in a wicked Facebook argument about the president. Ugh. <laughs> Just 
terrible. It is terrible. Hmm. All right. Well, anyway, uh, some some people who are not, uh, you know, living such a bad life uh, in spite of this uh, coronavirus. Yeah. A group of billionaires and young women <laughs> who flew into France on a private jet defying the coronavirus lockdown were turned back after a standoff on a tarmac. <laughs> A standoff. A standoff. You're not getting off here, pal. We don't know where you've been. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the aircraft from London carried seven men, all in their 40s and 50s, and three women in their mid-20s. Okay. A Croatian national, one of the men on board, organized the trip. Police were waiting uh, at France's Marcel Province Airport to turn the jet back before any passengers could disembark. Police had asked the plane not to land, but it defied their orders and it landed anyway. (laughs) Three helicopters were waiting for the passengers to take them to a a villa in, in Canes, but police sent them away without any passengers. (laughs) <laughs> sounds like the end of that documentary with the with the maharaji you know running for cover exactly <laughs> a policeman told the, the daily mail that when confronted the croatian national said i have money let's talk <laughs> yeah cool he tried to reason with the police telling them he had been looking forward to the break with his friends and his young female escorts yeah <laughs> Of course. <laughs> he said they all go to the villa and lock down there and there would be no problems, the policeman said. But it was obvious a recreational trip and under the containment measures, these are strictly prohibited. Yeah, pal. These are verboten. Right. Now you get back in your little plane and you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. A standoff continued on the tarmac for three hours. Three hours? Three hours. Jeez. Before the police were able to send most of the party back to London, one member of the party flew on to Berlin. Okay. They they may have thought that they'd be fine, but would be able to get to their destination, but things didn't turn out that way. While most people have struggled with lockdown, trying to work from home while homeschooling their kids, the rich and famous have a different experience, with some finding rather interesting ways to entertain themselves. (laughs) Yeah, money usually gets you naked hot chicks. That's basically what it boils down to. I've heard that rumor. Yeah. It's amazing amazing that money will buy you naked hot chicks. Yeah, it's amazing how that works. Always, every time. Girls will get naked for money. Did you know that, Chris? You're kidding me. And a lot of the time, if you have enough money, they'll probably have sex with you, too, if you want them to. Mm -hmm. You don't even need that much, really. A couple of two zero notes will definitely get your dick into a nice, soft, warm wet one. The king of Thailand self-quarantined while vacationing in Germany. He booked an entire hotel in the Alpine resort town, bringing along an entourage of 20 concubines. What? <laughs> 20 and some servants. That guy wants to go. Yeah. Holy smokes. 20 broads. Similarly, Manchester City's soccer star Kyle Walker was caught having a lockdown party the party consisted of himself and two sex workers nice good for him he later he later (laughs) he later apologized for the incident why hey i'm sorry I I, i i i couldn't help myself i had to bang these chicks I apologize for being cooler than every single one of you reading this story right now. Right. Yeah. I, what is he apologizing for? Well, because, you know, he got he got caught with his pants down, as it were. So what? If there's a look, at least it wasn't with two fucking underage boys or something. That's, Jesus. Well, that part is true. We could always find something worse. 
Yeah, I mean, geez. Gee, imagine that. He got he got caught fucking two amazingly hot 22-year-olds or whatever. <laughs> yeah, fucking. I'm really upset with this guy. I can no longer support his team. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Good for him. <laughs> Money gets you a lot of things. Yeah, no kidding. Good mm-hmm. for him. Just think of the pussy that guy's getting all because he can kick a fucking soccer ball. Yeah, no kidding. Jesus, lucky, lucky yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. Um. Well, as as most of you know, tomorrow is Easter. Yes. Or today, depending on what time zone you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easter is one of the most important days in the Christian faith and one of the highest attended church days of the year. Yes. But this year, if you live in Kentucky, mm-hmm. attending the service while under the state's stay-at-home order will find you tracked and flagged by the police. That's why I'm going to the Zoom Baptist Church of Kentucky. Exactly. The Zoom Church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Governor Andy Bashir announced the policy during his Friday uh, coronavirus uh, briefing during mm-hmm. which he was open about his frustration with churches that have not agreed to suspend their services. Hey, y'all, I can't tell you how upset I am about the churches staying open. This is a travesty. We trying to beat the coronavirus and these goddamn churches. And I say goddamn loosely. But these goddamn churches going to stay open and try and kill y'all in the name of Jesus. Right. Just I get an amen. Police will be monitoring and recording the license plate numbers of people who chose to attend mass gatherings like Easter church service. And then health officials will be dispatched to their homes to put them in a 14 day self quarantine in order to ensure that each person's decision to attend does not kill somebody else. Hey, I got a personalized plate here. It's H-I-C-K-102. Does anybody know who H-I-C-K-102 is? That's Hick-102. <laughs> anybody know who that is? Oh, that's Bob from the grocery store. What's going on, Bob? I'm going to have to lock you down. You can't. You can be in the grocery store, but you can't be at the church, Bob. That would be a problem. Gonna have to stay home for a for a couple of weeks there, Bob. Hope you understand. <laughs> Jesus. Get over it. Bashir began by saying that the virus is still very deadly, even with the social distancing that has already been in place. But it would be so much more deadly if you weren't doing what you're doing, he said. And how it is deadly is being spread through people, especially through crowds. I hope uh, everybody knows that even on a weekend like this, we cannot have an in-person gathering of any type. None at all there, boys. Put your guns away. Put your Bibles away. We're not going to meet at the church this week. But you can catch up with a Google Hangout. That's <laughs> google.com slash hangout slash church. You, we do them all, Protestant, Catholic, Lutheran, if you're kind of a weirdo, we can do it all for you here in Kentucky. That's where we're going to be. We're going to be on the cyber church, cyber church. That's safety. Enough of this horse shit. Just let people die. Let them go to church. And if it kills them, so fucking be it. Right. Enough. Do we care how many people live in Kentucky? I mean, really, do you care if, if a hundred thousand idiots that went to church die in Kentucky, will you be upset about that? No, I, I, I think everybody has their own choice to do what they, they want to do. And if yeah. they suffer a consequence because of it, it's, yeah. it's none of my business. Yeah, but we got to protect the people that aren't at the church, Neely. We got to protect those that are staying at home, you know, because staying at home they might still get the virus. (laughs) That's why you got to do global church on the intranets. (laughs) That's why I'm going to recommend Presbyterian.com 
slash Google Meet. Google Meet is a great place to worship the Lord, Neely. And as the book of Luke said, Neely, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Of course, that's the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 10. That's where we should all be looking here as we try to fight this coronavirus. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I think you're I think you're one uh uh religious holiday away. Isn't that isn't that more uh, Christmassy? Well the angel said unto them what? Fear not for behold. It's saying that you know he he's risen. Okay. As John three sixteen said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to thank our faith community out there, said Bashir. I don't know if Bashir sounds like you, Chris, or or if uh, you sound like him, but. I sound just like him. Well, but we'll go with it. We got a lot of churches in the in the state. We don't, uh, we're down to just about seven that are thinking about having an in-person service. And we absolutely cannot bring people together in one building like that. Because that is how the coronavirus spreads, and that's how people die. <laughs> and we can't have our fine citizens die in there, Neely. Yeah. Well, I, I, if, although if you do have to die, let's just be honest. There's no better way than to die than to die for the Lord. Can I get an amen? <laughs> he died for you. Why can't you die for him? He put two holes in his hand and one in each foot just for you so the least you can do is put a little virus in your lungs can i get an amen worship worship <laughs> what are we we're a, we're a country of what 350 million people yeah how many people have died so far here in this country from supposedly coronavirus like ten thousand? not enough neely not enough <laughs> we need some more deaths and the easiest damn way to get it is to get the rubes that are at church right as the new governor of Kentucky, I would just like to say, all the churches are open tomorrow. Go to church. Go breathe it in. Find somebody that's coughing and give them a big wet kiss. <laughs> just stick your tongue right in their mouth. <coughs> that's what you need to do, Neely. You need to give them a big old kiss, suck in that coronavirus, and help them move along the way to the path to be with Jesus. Right. <laughs> Fucking rubes. I guess. Jesus. It is on every individual that one of our uh, orders is about not to go to a mass gathering, he said. And it's not just the person that's holding it, but every individual that goes to one of these will spread it to other individuals. Brashear. Neil, I'd just like to share with you the new slogan of the state of Kentucky. It's called. Here's what it says. It's going to be a great bumper sticker. It's going to look great on the back of my tractor. I got to tell you, Neely, think about this. Tell me what you think. How's about if we just say more mass gatherings equals more mass graves? Jesus saves. What do you think? It's mm. catchy. I'm Governor Aiken, and I approve <laughs> this message. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Brashear, uh, addressed the objections that have been coming up mostly on the right. Of course it's on the right that going to church during a stay at home order is some sort of demonstration of liberty or choice. Right. And I guess I hear that there are some individuals that say that this is my choice about whether I go to something and get the coronavirus. He said, I kind of feel that way too. That's right. But it's, that's right. But it's not the next person's choice that you might spread it to, having gone to a gathering, getting it, and then going out, whether it's to work or to the grocery store or somewhere else. With the lengthy preamble, Brashear led to an announcing the state's new action this weekend. So we're having to take a new action that I hope that I wouldn't have to take, he said. It's that any individual that's going to participate in a mass gathering of any type that we know about this weekend. That's what we're going to do. We're going to shoot you dead. <laughs> that way you can't gather with anybody. You show up at that church door, we're going to put a twenty-two in your fucking head. 
in the name of Jesus. <laughs> People are so, we're going to, what is it? Is this the shit where they're going to record the license plate? Yeah. And make you sit at home. That's what, that's <laughs> what they're saying. Big fucking deal. Sounds like a bonus plan to me. Yeah. You know, for, for those that are about to get sent back to work, look, if you're about to get sent back to work, I encourage you to go to church because then you're going to be guaranteed two more weeks off with pay. Fucking go do it. And if you're one of those that dies, so fucking be it. We'll add you to the bean counter count. <laughs> we will. We won't remember. We won't remember your name, but you'll be number 20,316. Idiots. Uh, he said it's that any individual that's going to participate in a mass gathering of any type that we know about this weekend, we're going to record license plates and then provide it to the local health departments and the local health departments are going to come to your door with an order for you to be quarantined for 14 days. Hey, y'all, you're going to have to stay home. Don't make me shoot you now. You got that, boy? Don't make me shoot you. I know you've lived through the slavery times, but this is different. This is religious times. You got to stay home. Not, not Can't be getting no one sick with that coronavirus. We got to be safe, so you got to stay home. Idiot. Huh. Um... <clears throat> If you're going to expose yourself to this virus and you make that decision to do it, it's not fair to everybody else out there that you might spread it to, said the governor. This is just an example of personal responsibility. Really? Is it more fair if you go to the fucking grocery store and get it, you fucking dummy? How about if you go to the gas station and get it? How about if you're considered essential and you get it, you bring it to your fucking family and then they go to the fucking grocery store? How about if you're going to fucking balance this issue, you balance the issue, you stupid motherfucker. Stop with this nonsense of certain activities are safer than others. They're all fucked. Either everyone stays home or everyone doesn't. End of story. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, let's see here. Understand that this is the only way that we can ensure that your decision doesn't kill somebody else, he said. That's your mm -hmm. decision to go to a mass gathering doesn't uh, negate the sacrifice of every other house of worship. 99.9% in this state that are choosing to do the right thing. He then went on to rebuke those with such plans. Folks, we shouldn't have to do this. What we're asking you to do is not harm other people. It's to love your neighbor as yourself. He talked about yeah. his own plans, including the baptism of his oldest uh, child and that they wouldn't uh, be able to do it. And he concluded with the remark that what about what really is the, the remark about what really is the test of faith on this holy day. Okay. I think it's not a test of faith and whether you're going to go in person service, it's a test of faith that you're willing to sacrifice to protect your fellow man, your fellow woman, your fellow Kentuckian and your fellow American. As long as it's in the name of Jesus, Neely, that's all we care about here in Kentucky. We want everybody to celebrate the, the life and death and rebirth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Amen. We don't want to hear about those Muslims. We don't want to hear about the, the God prophet Muhammad, false prophet. We don't want to hear about that. We don't want another antelope here. We don't want no Rosh Hashanah here. We want to celebrate Jesus. You know, Neely, much like these people that are all going to die from going to church on Sunday, they might very well rise on Wednesday. You know that, Neely? They might push the rock right off of their tombstone, right off of their tomb, and they might rise to the heavens. Did you ever think of that? Maybe. Maybe. This this coronavirus is the second coming of the Lord. Did you ever think of that? Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> <sighs> they are whacked. 
I must be one of them because I keep doing this stupid impression and it keeps making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just it's it's just this just bizarre. It is. It's 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 insanity. And, you know, it's insanity. I mean, I get it. It's a it's a it's a scarier version of of an illness of like the flu or whatever. It's a it's a darker, deeper thing. But you know what? Everything's a fucking risk. The coronavirus is no no less risky than fucking driving your car, especially on a Friday night driving home at 2 a.m. What do you think is more dangerous, getting the coronavirus or driving home at 2.30 in the morning? I would say it's the driving home. I would, too, because everybody's fucked up. Everybody's all drunk driving home. Yeah, if you if you watch live PD, you would see that. If you watch live PD, fucking driving at seven o'clock in the afternoon is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Any time is dangerous because you're you're on the road with meth heads and fucking people with no licenses and and you know and everybody's smoking pot while they're driving down the street. Right. Ugh, what a what a disastrous world we're in right now. Yeah. Well, if you live in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, if you listened to our good friend Jericho Green last week, yeah, uh, Chicago is gonna Chicago. That's all. <laughs> that's all it boils down to. Yeah. Has has the shootings at least stopped? Well, that's what I'm getting to here. Okay. the The coronavirus has not slowed down the violence in Chicago. Not at all, huh? Not at all. (laughs) Uh, Here's one story right here uh, about uh, as the coronavirus hits Chicago's African-American community, Mm -hmm. uh, Southside aldermen call on residents to take social distancing rules more seriously. Yeah, pal. Citing the high prevalence of the coronavirus in Chicago's African-American community, and parts of their wards in particularly in, in particular three southside aldermen on friday called on residents to take the statewide stay at home order seriously yeah. alderman david uh, moore 17th ward pointed to the particularly high numbers of the 60620 zip code around right. the auburn gresham neighborhood which touches his ward and those of neighboring aldermen Howard Brookins, the 21st Ward, and Derek Curtis of the 18th Ward. That shows us that shows us really drives home why it's critical that we shelter in place, Moore says. Right. We have to let these young people know that they could take the virus home to their grandmother, Moore added. They may feel like I don't have the symptoms. I don't give it I don't give it to grandma, but we know that's not the case. You can pass it anyway. And older people are at risk of dying, so we need to make that very clear to people. Right. I I would like to ask the people of Chicago the next time I come if they would keep social distancing with their bullets in me. I would like them to keep their bullets from flying six feet away from me, please. (laughs) A a Wednesday party in Auburn, Gresham, and Moore's uh, ward to honor a man who had been Fatally shot, drew a large crowd and required a big police presence plus three arrests to break it up. So not only are these people at the party putting themselves and all the other responding officers at risk, they're drawing police away from other critical tasks that could they could be performing. It has had this ripple effect that we really need to make sure that the police understand that the people understand. Okay. More warned that the uh, weekend's Easter religious holiday is no excuse for groups to meet up. Curtis, uh, whose ward includes parts of Ashburn, uh, Wrightwood, and Marquette Park, warned against assuming some demographics are safer than others, which uh, that's interesting that he says that because for some reason uh, there's a um, thought process out there uh-huh. that the coronavirus does not affect black people. It doesn't. That's what they. That's that's a belief. Well, I wish I was black then. <laughs> I had gotten a text uh, from Taylor, who works in the medical field. Yes, and she uh, indicated to me that uh, one of the 
quote unquote, the security guards that work at the hospitals that she works at. Mm-hmm. He uh, basically had told her that he's not worried about the coronavirus because that's white people shit. Oh, it's white people shit. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of Taylor real quick, and this is just a side note. Yes. I'm just going to make a standard announcement here since I get this request every once in a while and it did come across the um, the um, Twitter this week. I will never, ever, never, never, ever post a photo of any girl that we're talking about unless they they tell us to. Okay. Or tell us it's okay. Right. Had, had three more requests this week, including somebody on Twitter asking you to... Um, put up a picture of Taylor. Okay. And I'm like, I would, but you know, she's got to say yes to that. You know, we're not, we're not going to do that. (laughs) That's, that's fucking not our bit, not our place to do that. Right. Look her up online. She's not hard to find. (laughs) All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the life residents, uh, the life that the residents save may be their own. This virus doesn't discriminate against race, age, or gender. When you return back to your home with your loved ones, the virus could be in your clothes or on your skin. Therefore, it is your responsibility to take your uh, relatives and to take care of yourself and your relatives and stay at home. Yeah, maybe the virus is lodged on the bullets. It's in your spine. (laughs) Could be. Could very well be. Uh, Brooklyn said uh, this week removed... They removed the basketball rims from the courts in his ward. What are they trying to say? Well, they- well, these 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 uh, these young fellas, they're out there playing games. They're out there on the basketball courts playing basketball. They're hooping it up. They are. Can't afford playstations. Apparently not, unless they stole them. Jesus. Unless they stole them. Well, that's just an observation. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't live there. I don't know. All right. Brooklyn said this week that they removed the basketball rims from the courts in his ward after seeing groups of young people continue to congregate to shoot hoops in spite of the stay-at-home order and repeated yeah. warnings from the officials that coming into close contact with each other risks transmitting the virus. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot closed the city's lakefronts, the 606 elevated trail and the river walk after widespread flouting of the Illinois governor's J.B. Pritzker's stay-at-home order. Lightfoot also set a curfew order on all the liquor stores across Chicago, (laughs) banning sales after 9 p.m. So if you don't get your malt liquor before 9 you're out of luck until the next day. <laughs> Black residents on the South side make up the majority of the population in seven of the 10 zip codes with the most deaths from the virus. According to a census data, the 60620 zip code in Auburn Gresham, uh, where more than 90% of the residents are black has the most uh, COVID virus related deaths in the city. As okay. of as of Thursday, uh Chicago had six thousand six hundred and nineteen of Illinois' sixteen thousand four hundred and twenty two known virus cases and hundred and ninety six of the state's five hundred and twenty eight corona related deaths. Mm. Well, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> even even in time of absolute crisis. Chicago can't stop shooting each other. No, or, or or following the laws. Yeah, they can't behave. It's a fucking. They could put just a fence around Chicago and call it a zoo. Yeah, pretty much. It's a fucking zoo. It is. Savages and animals living there. But I've come to find out mm-hmm. through my through my diligent research and sleuthing. Okay. That this uh, coronavirus happens to be racist. Oh, it is racist. Yeah, it has a mind of its own. It's racist. Mm, okay. Uh, celebrities may be calling the uh, COVID-19 a great equalizer. 
But but statistics from the U.S. show that that's far from the truth. Corona, the Corona case numbers and death tolls have revealed the virus is disproportionately affecting the black Americans in many parts of the country, though Mm -hmm. statistics from some of the hardest hit areas haven't been revealed yet. Okay. Black Americans make up just about a third of Louisiana's population. But according to numbers released on Monday by the state government, more than 70% of those who have died from the virus uh, were black. Wow. Chicago is less than a third black, but 72% of those who have died of the new coronavirus are black. Racist shit. Again. again. And while the country around Milwaukee is about... uh, 27% black around Mm -hmm. twice as many black residents tested positive for the virus as the white residents. So what do you call it? Neely, the great savior. (laughs) I didn't call it a thing. (laughs) I just ask it. asking if you had a name for the crew. I did not say a goddamn thing. (laughs) Neely calls it what the heaven virus. (laughs) (laughs) paradise illness right (laughs) i call i just called it the final solution (laughs) with with you it's the right solution (laughs) it's the trump train initiative (laughs) and don't go dragging trump into this (laughs) why somebody else will why can't i Uh, because that'd be that'd be racist and shit Oh, is it? It's not everybody thinks Trump's a racist. So if I say it, it must just be fact. Right. (laughs) There's not enough data to fully explain the overwhelmingly disproportionate numbers experts tell the times. But the fact that black Americans are less likely. Now, here we are. Get this. What do you know about this coronavirus and who it affects? What do I know? Yeah. What do you know about it? Just from whatever you've heard. I'm assuming old people and people with fucked up lungs. Well, not fucked up lungs, but underlying uh, medical oh. issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It is factually. Uh, it, it's a fact that a lot of African Americans suffer from obesity, high blood pressure, and diabetes. All right, Big Raj, the black folks are not stealing all the virus. <laughs> I mean, might be, it's a statement. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Th- so those are three underlying health issues. Okay. Okay. Now, mind you, these are very big factors in this virus that those, mm-hmm. the, those issues, people with those issues are, are affected the worst with this virus right high blood pressure diabetes and and uh, obesity okay so do you think this article will point that out or will they turn this into a racist thing oh, of course it's going to be a racial thing of course can't go with facts it's not Please. a it's not a health thing it's a racist thing this is from a news outlet right yeah of course so the no facts are needed no Please. So here, here's the reason why black people are suffering higher mortality rates due to this virus. It has nothing to do with their physical shape or their underlying health issues or anything. Mm-hmm. Here's the reasons why. Okay. But the fact that black Americans are less likely than white Americans to be, quote unquote, insured. Okay. Suffer racial bias in medical testing and treatment. And they more often have jobs that haven't let them stay at home during this pandemic. Mm. That's the reason why. Oh, is it? Yeah. Had nothing to do with any of those other factors. Right. Of course not. (laughs) California, New Jersey, New York, and Washington are among the states uh, virus that is are among the states that the virus has hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. But they haven't yet released statewide information about the race of the patients. No, of course not. Yeah. Why, why is that important? 
Because it is, Neil. Why? Why? Isn't a person just a person? How can you persecute the white man without spelling out that it's not the white man? <laughs> exactly. Senators Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, and Elizabeth Warren have well, you're, you're you're naming all the people that stay right in the middle of things. Uh, of not course. The one side or the other. No. They have demanded the federal government track and release this data. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. How is that going to make a difference about anything? President Trump's answer, who the fuck are you? <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> why does that data matter? Yeah. And who the fuck are you to demand shit from me, you dummies? Exactly. Oh, that's right. You guys are failed presidential <laughs> running, running mates. Yeah, exactly. How ridiculous is that? That's stupid. Do you have another coronavirus story? Jackal and Demon want us to stay on the coronavirus. Do they? Well, they keep saying they want other things, so that, that must mean that they want us to keep talking <laughs> about the coronavirus. So please, give me another story. Unless you're not done with that one, and if you're not, then finish that one and then do another one. Okay. Um, let me see if I can come up with another one here real quick. Find another one. Nice long one. <laughs> Something I'll take another half hour out of the show just just to talk about coronavirus. All right. And while you while you're looking for one, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the, the little coronavirus fundraiser that was happening today with David Ellison. Did you catch did you catch any of that today? I did not. I watched quite a bit of it. I probably watched three or four hours of it today and and um it was actually pretty good, <laughs> I have to admit. I would love to have that that WebEx thing that they were using for the for the conferencing. Okay. That'd be sweet. They were using this WebEx um, conference software where they could just swing people back and forth and they had like a green room for people in the waiting and and um, Hazart was just throwing them, you know, across onto the screen. It was sweet. Watched a couple of our couple of our um, CMS friends were were performing. Okay. I saw I saw um, PJ Farley do a new song. Okay. About, would you like to guess what the topic was? I can't imagine. The coronavirus. All right. And then I saw, um, I think it was Nita Strauss. You know what her song was about? The coronavirus? The coronavirus, of course. All right. And then I saw, um, I think it was the singer of Nonpoint did a song. Know what his song was about? The coronavirus? A coronavirus, of how, course. How about that? <laughs> Everybody was singing about the coronavirus. All right. Well, Chicago <laughs> is still singing the blues about the coronavirus. Oh, really? How so? Uh, well, there are two pandemics in Chicago. Really? Chicago's violence persists even amid the lockdown. Okay. <laughs> Shootings and murders have remained fairly consistent. During the shelter in place with the city registering more shootings in March than the previous year. <laughs> so even with the lockdown, there's still been more murders. Right, of course. The corona pandemic has forced Chicago into lockdown, closing restaurants, bars, stores, even at celebrated lakefront. But the crisis hasn't slowed the city's devastating gun violence epidemic. That's right. While crime overall has trickled down slightly amid shelter-in-place orders from local leaders, shootings and murders have remained fairly consistent so far. Wow. With the city registering more shootings in March this year than the previous year. Unreal. Yeah. During this first weekend of April, two were killed and 18 were wounded, mostly on the city's predominantly Black and brown, south and west sides. Racist story. Yeah, of course. Very racist. How dare you say that about, about the, their race? Mm -hmm. Just citizens that happen to be black. Right. Shot right. On Tuesday, as unseasonably warm temperatures in Chicago rose into the 80s, mm -hmm. the, the city endured its most violent day of 2020 with at least 21 people shot, including a five-year-old girl and six killed. At a time when everybody's supposed to be at fucking home. Yeah. <laughs> 
Violence of any kind is never acceptable, Mayor Lori Lightfoot said. All right, that's a lie. <laughs> that is a straight-up lie. They accept, they accept shootings there like no one's business. Yeah, decrying the violence, but the fact that this is especially urgent now, why is this any ur- more urgent than any other time? Uh, I don't know, because they don't have hospital beds for these fucking knob jobs that are shooting each other you are absolutely right mr aiken as our ability to treat all chicagoans is being stretched to the breaking point we -hmm. cannot not allow this to happen and we will not allow this to happen well you say that what are you going to do about it yeah just count them as coronavirus deaths and move on exactly that's what they're planning on doing yeah the ongoing violence in america's third largest city puts additional strain on the healthcare system struggling to combat the novel coronavirus mm-hmm. and could be exacerbated by the pandemic that has drastically altered life in the city for the foreseeable future yeah. anger frustration and depression doesn't get put on hold while there's a pandemic going on said uh michael flagger of uh, saint sabina on the city south side it's still there and it's heightened right now all it does is heighten the reality of the neglect well how about this how about until your citizens start policing their own fucking selves that it's never going to change nope you know it's never going to change unless the citizens start policing themselves so just accept it stop complaining about it and accept that you're going to have fucking 10 dead a weekend because isn't that like the average in yeah Chicago? it's about that yeah 10 to 12 a weekend yeah mm. the coronavirus yeah. has brought to the fore of the existing racial disparities in chicago with black residents representing a majority of the virus deaths in the city of cook county right. experts fear that the health and economic impacts of the pandemic may worse worsen the structural conditions that feed the violence issues compounding the city's already pronounced race and class inequalities right it's always race and class of course it is i think there's going to be a lasting impact on this even beyond the direct public health impact of the virus said uh, max uh, capustin senior research of uh, at the university of chicago's crime lab Okay. The continued violence comes up as hospitals in Chicago, like New York and other communities across the U.S., have been hit hard so far by the outbreak, grappling with a pandemic that has stretched their limit their limited resources. Illinois mm-hmm. governor has warned that the intensive care unit beds are filling up quickly, and that the state needs more ventilators as the total number of confirmed virus cases has risen above fifteen thousand. And its death toll nears 500. Do you wear a mask when you go to work every day? No. Is anybody at your office? No. I didn't think so. Every one of those beds, every one of those ER beds taken up by gunshot victims could be somebody's grandmother, somebody with pre-existing conditions, somebody that is in danger of losing their life because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. There are two pandemics in Chicago. And only one is a virus. (laughs) At Mount Sinai Hospital in Douglas Park on the Chicago's west side, one of the busiest trauma centers in the country, the dueling crisis of the the virus and gun violence have stretched the staff and its resources. Mm. Even for longtime medical professional facilities on the front line of the city's violence epidemic, the the coronavirus pandemic has been shocking. Mm terrible i'm amazed by it said uh michael mazurik chief nurse officer and vice president of the patient care services we're used Mm -hmm. to trauma patients here covid is almost like its own trauma itself the continued gun violence has forced the hospital to put into place its surge plan with educators nurse practitioners uh and mazurik herself providing patient care at the hospital okay it's funny that now that now they're willing to call this a pandemic, the the shooting victims. Yeah. But meanwhile, the last five years, it was just like, oh, why are you guys always complaining about this so much? You know, before it was everybody else was just complaining about it too much. Mm-hmm. Now it's a pandemic. Just stop it. The influx sometimes is an incredible. 
It is mm-hmm. it is uh, stressing on our emergency rooms. Mount Sinai officials said that it's been able to maintain a high level of care despite the obstacles, thanks to the efforts of the staff. But they said that the situation has already taken its toll on the health care workers. I've been right. a nurse since 1993. This has been the hardest experience I've ever lived through. As of Wednesday, Chicago had reportedly 550 shootings in 2020, up 64 from last year. That number will probably continue to grow, particularly as the warm, as the weather warms into the summer months when the violence in the city tends to spike. Mm -hmm. Sun's out, guns out. (laughs) unfortunately the epidemic of gun violence continues to plague us every day every hour of the day uh said mayor lightfoot on wednesday this level of violence is never acceptable never ever so again what are you going to do about it there miss lightfoot you ran your campaign on you were going to be the gun violence uh you were going to quell the gun violence so what are you doing not going to do shit because what, there's only one way they're going to stop it, and that's to fucking go National Guard on the streets. Pretty much, and that's what that's, Trump thats what Trump was going to do a, a year or so ago. He said, he told uh, uh, Tinkerbell when he was in office, uh, if you don't do something about that gun violence, I'm bringing in the National Guard. Yeah, what happened? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Nothing. Not a damn thing at all. So then when Rom stepped out of the office because he couldn't take the heat anymore and this lesbian mayor jumped in there, she said, I'm going to stop this. Well, she's been in almost a year and she's done nothing. Of course. Of course. There's no, there's no, there's only one way to stop it. And that is to fucking put, put people on the street. They, they, you know, it doesn't have to be a national guard, but you've got to put a, a, an army of fucking police on the street minimum. Yeah. On every corner. Yeah. And you got to be okay if they shoot somebody. You can't be fucking sending cops to jail for fucking accidentally killing, you know, the wrong person. You're going to have to have a few fucking false deaths in order to fucking send a message. That's what that that's what needs to happen. You need to fucking put the fear of God on these criminals from being on the street. Exactly. There's only that's the only way it stops. When they don't fear the police and they don't fear any repercussions and you know, they clearly don't fear getting shot by each other. What stops them? Nothing. There's only one way to stop them. And that's fucking have the fear of God that they're going to get fucking pummeled. You know, they're going to take a fucking, uh, you know, the, the back end, the butt end of a rifle in their fucking gold plated grill. <laughs> that's how you stop this shit. Is that a stereotype of gold plated grill? But a white guy can't have a gold-plated grill? <laughs> Are you? I think you're a racist. I never said black people. I said gold-plated grill. That yeah. could be a gold-plated grill on a car for all you know. That's true. See? Racist? Mm-hmm. I'm just making a standard point. You have to turn it all racial and yeah, shit. You're right. <laughs> all right. Let's take a break. Let you pick a tune. All right. I'm going weird. I want to hear the song Shine by the band Orange Goblin. Okay. I'm in the mood for some stoner rock. All right. From their Time Traveling Blues release. All right. Orange Goblin. Uh, it's What's it called? The, the name of the song is Shine. Okay. Orange Goblin. Time Traveling Blues which was just the coolest record ever when it came out. Here it is. All right. Well, we'll play a couple of tunes here. We'll come back and uh, hopefully the next set of topics will make everybody happy. And if not, fuck the fans. Exactly. All right. Well, here it is. This is Orange Goblin exclusively here. On your classic metal show. <laughs> 